What is going on, everyone? My name is Zach, and welcome to a special episode of the Raz Blitz podcast. We got a late night podcast here tonight for everyone. I think this should come out uh, early Saturday or Saturday afternoon, but we're recording this midnight, pretty much Friday, Friday night, and I am with the man, the myth, the legend, Stan Sun. Stan, what's going on, man? Not the much. Um... I'm very humbled by the uh, the extraordinary uh, introduction there. I, I appreciate that. Um, a <laughs> little too much embellishing, but uh, no, it's uh, I appreciate that. One thing though, it's uh, uh, it's late night for people on the wrong coast, but you know, in the real world, Ooh. you know, it's 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 nice out here. Mm. So that's bold. <laughs> That's, a, that's, that's some bold analysis. So, I mean, I figure, I figure I'm on this podcast to get beat down <coughs> regarding this week's game. Nah, um, nah, 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 nah. So for those, so for those of you that don't know, Stan is a pretty big fan of the team formerly known as the Oakland Raiders. It will eventually be the Las Vegas Raiders in a couple of years. But uh, you know. As some people well know, I myself am a pretty big Pats fan, and the Pats are facing the Raiders. We didn't uh, we didn't do the road trip that we were uh, planning to go to uh, Mexico City with a uh, T hole. I think. Yeah, we discussed that. What uh, what did I, I ended up saying something? What what was it that? I forget. Um, I think it was something along the lines of we don't get paid that much. <laughs> yeah, that's probably did our. I don't know. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe you were just getting your driver's license or something? Yeah, I, I was graduating, like, elementary graduating? school. Whatever okay, the... Right. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm sure you guys get all that stuff. So. Yeah, no, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. So, we haven't talked in a while, but you were recently on... You were recently the the substitute for myself, I think, a couple podcasts ago uh, with Jay and Matt. But... You know they talked about it now, and we'll, we'll bring up the subject again. Speaking of you and T Hole, tell us, uh, tell us what's going on with the uh, basketball site this year. Uh, basketball is good. You know, obviously, you know everybody. If they do not know, uh, JB had to do you know some stuff real life, I guess. Uh, so I was you know blessed with the opportunity to to take over the hoop side. You know, I yeah, I, I love hoops. I love football. I love baseball. I, I, you know, I just love sports. As you know, probably everyone that's listening, um, I love writing. Um, you know, it's very therapeutic to me. I enjoy it. So, uh, you know, I felt very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, you know, we got a bunch of different guys uh, writing all different sorts of content. Um, you know, I mean, I was given a shot. So I feel like it's only my, my right to, to kind of give other people a shot to see what they got. And, I mean, you know how it goes, Zach, right? If the big man, uh, if he likes your work, then, you know, he starts giving you more work, right? And, uh, you know, that's kind of like how it goes. So uh, Viz and T-Hole, you know, they're taking care of all the podcast stuff. You know, I'm not really a big talker myself. You know, I just enjoy just writing stuff. Um you know, I have no problem filling in and subbing, but, you know, T-Hole, he's, you know, he's the man. He's the, the talker. Uh, Viz is a talker, too. Like, that dude just, you know, he's very knowledgeable at everything. He's just, like, like he could really literally, like, he would be, like, he would be the, he would be my number one draft choice to, like, if Razzball had to go to, like, any type of, uh, 
you know, legal setting, like to, to do a filibuster or something, like he would be the guy. Cause like, like he just, like he can, you know, spew off stats, like strategy, like he can just go on and on. And like, you know, he, like his flow is really smooth. So, uh, you know, they do a great job on the podcast over there, handle all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I handle all the writing stuff. So, you know, it's a good, good little mix, good little combination over there. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So again, you know, just, promoting the site everyone should if you know if you follow basketball and you're looking again to fantasy or even daily fantasy we've got some great uh tools up some daily fantasy uh dfs projections courtesy of mr rudy, rudy gamble the man. the man the myth the legend yes. so he you know for, for you know he's obviously crushing the game right now with football but i don't think people know you know obviously you know in terms of you know popularity i don't think you can argue that baseball is clearly you know the bread and butter for rasball and you know everyone loves the 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 streaming options there and the tools and dfs projections and you know football has been you know we've been doing really well this year so far but i don't think a lot of people know uh what's happening with the with the basketball site but you know i even checked it out myself you know these projections are top of the line so you know definitely get on that um so, all right. So yeah, let's just get in. Let's just hop on into this uh, this week eleven. A lot of people may be thinking to themselves, you know, why are we doing another podcast? Well, you know, I couldn't I couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk Raiders Patriots <laughs> with uh, with Stan and yeah, but, let's do you know, it. We'll we'll get. I want to wait on. I want to I want to okay. save the best for last. So let, okay. we'll we'll All get right. the uh, we'll get the crap games out of the way before we get to the the meat All of right. this slate. So let's start off with uh, Tampa Bay and Miami. So oh, where's Matt? Ah, <laughs> it's funny because on I think I think it came out Thursday. Yeah, Thursday's podcast, the the main Razzlitz podcast. We uh we talked a lot about this game and okay. Matt. I think. Like it would shock me if Matt continues to be a Bucks fan past this year. Um, really? Yeah, especially what's been happening with Jameis over these past couple of days with the with these allegations. You know, you know, every, Uber, yeah, Uber, 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 yeah, stuff like that, messy situations. But you know, talking with Matt uh, against this game, you know, Mike Evans is coming back. That's obviously yeah. going to be a real key in That's this you. matchup. Um, However, you know, obviously there's a drop off between Jameis and Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick is a solid, uh, you know, clock manager, um, if that's the term. So, you know, I, I don't mind Mike Evans. However, I much prefer the Miami side of the ball of things. Uh, Stan, how do you, wh- what do you think about these, uh, this matchup, uh, the Bucks at the Dolphins? Well, we'll start off on the Tampa Bay side and, you know, in homage to Matt, since he's not able to join us here. Um, I really like this. I really like uh, this offense this week. Um, you know, Fitz, uh, Fitz Crabtrick, uh, came out last week. Um, but uh, you know, it's kind of understandable, right? No Mike Evans, uh, you know, lots of wind gusts, things like that. Um, first game, he's got Mike Evans back this week. Um, you know, I really do think we get Fitz Magic, not the Fitz Crab trick. Uh, Miami, they, they, I mean, they suck. I just, just flat out, like, they're terrible. You know, I mean, they can stop the run, but their cornerbacks are terrible. Their scheme is terrible. Like, they've given up. Um, they just don't care. Uh, you know, they have difficulty. I mean, 
what Tampa Bay, I believe they're pretty good at protecting the passer. Yeah, they're like 11th in, in, in you know, pass protection. Miami does not have the ability to really generate pressure. I think they're like bottom third, or 20, yeah, 21st. So, I mean, if they can't pressure Fitzpatrick, you know, like he's just going to be able to sit back there, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, you got Evans opens up everything, right? So with Evans, then you're going to have DJX, you got Cameron Brayton in the middle, um, I just think that he's just gonna, you know, slice and dice him this week. Um, what uh, are you thinking? Different things there, or where are you at? Yeah, so I like Evans. I like, uh, you know, I don't mind Fitzpatrick and you know some deeper streaming options. Um, a lot of people seem to like Doug Martin. I just can't get behind that. Yeah, um, I'm not a big Doug Martin guy because Miami, like their D line is is pretty stout. So they're pretty good uh, defending the run, um, and that's why I'm pretty bullish on Fitz, uh, Fitz Magic this week. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the other side of the ball, I'm so well. First on you know on Tampa Bay, if you look at where uh, Miami is most prone to offensive production, it comes in the middle of the field, and right. and then on the other hand, when you look at where um, Tampa Bay's where a lot of their production is, it kind of lines up and Tampa Bay's, you know, really successful on deep passing plays in the middle and short passing plays in the middle. And that's all of Adam Humphreys' territory. Now, I'm not saying Humphreys is going to outscore Mike Evans, especially because, you know, Evans should draw, I think, Xavier Howard, um, which is a great matchup. That's, you know, and Evans is coming back for vengeance after his suspension. But I'm more looking at the other side of the ball and I'm more high. And if I, if I could pick this game, I would pick Miami. Um, I really like Jarvis Landry a lot. Um, he, so Vernon Hargreaves has missed, I believe Wednesday, no Thursday and today's, uh, tonight's practice. Yeah. I think he's practice. He's going to be out. It was already a great matchup for Landry against Hargreaves. Now Hargreaves is completely out of the picture and now they have to, replace him i think uh juice landry is going to definitely do well um a lot of i I know a lot of people are talking up Devontae parker i don't mind that but i think landry is by far and away the better option there um what do you think about kendrick uh ken uh drake this week uh i mean it's a it's tough um just because he's spitting clarys with williams right and the way that I envision this game playing out is I can see points being scored. I mean, I know the, the over-under, you know, it opened at 43. It's ticked down to like 41, 42. So, um, you know, I'm probably going against Vegas here. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to have too much success running the ball either side. Um, and so because I think this Magic is, is going to make an appearance, they're going to put up points. That's going to cause... Miami and uh, Cutler to get out of their shell and you know they're gonna have to throw two um so you know in that scenario I probably have to lean towards Williams just because right he's like the quote-unquote pass catching back but I you know that's the thing like you can't discount Drake right because you know he's so explosive and he does get his touches and you know all it takes is just one touch to you know take it to the house um so I don't know like I would probably lean towards Williams but I could definitely see Drake, you know, get him busy here just because Tampa Bay is so bad. Yeah, you, I you like Drake. 
Yeah, no, I I see the I see the arguments towards Drake, uh, just because again this Tampa Bay defense isn't very good, and I know Bilal yeah. Powell suffered last week, but I I think that was pretty random, and the Jets' offensive line was just absolutely terrible. Um, right. But no, I, I tend to agree with you about this game being more uh, higher scoring or at least funneling towards the passing attacks. So, moving on to uh, Baltimore and Green Bay. So, it's a pretty low Vegas total. It's set at 38 right now. Baltimore's favored on the road, which is interesting. Um, right. So, neither Ty Montgomery nor Aaron Jones have been practicing and won't play yeah. this week. So, it's going to be Jamal Williams. And... I mean, here's the thing. All right. So, Williams should be the bell cow and dominate yeah. all of the touches, but I don't know if it matters. While Baltimore ranks 19th against the rush, they actually rank 8th in explosive rushing plays, which I believe is 6 yards or more. So, they do a really great job of limiting after the contact, you know, production or you know po- uh, after the line of scrimmage neither offenses are very explosive green bay is efficient you know ab- it's a little above average in terms of their rushing efficiency but i don't know if it's the best matchup for us to be all in on williams despite the fact that uh that he should be the bell cow. So when when you take a look at this game, what stands out to you the most? Um, I agree with Vegas here. Uh, I think Baltimore. I think they destroyed Green Bay. Um, you know, really. The only yeah. I mean, you know, only thing for me is that you know Baltimore always you know plays it close to the vest. So like in terms of spreads and things like that, like you know they're just really conservative. But their defense. I mean, it's really good. Like, I, I like what you said about, you know, the rush, you know, the the, the rush numbers and, and things of that nature. Um, I believe, like, that one game against Chicago, Jordan Howard, um, that kind of skews things. And, like, there was a four-game stretch there where their uh, their, lo- their nose tackle, I think it's Brandon Williams, like, he was out. And, like, he's, like, he's huge. He, like, he's, like, when he was gone, like, people were just running all over them. So I think he's back. So... Um, I think their run D is going to be fine. Um, you know, they generate pressure. And, uh, you know, Hunley, like, that's his thing, right? Like, he holds on the ball too much. He can't, you know, go through reads. He can't decipher. He can't process information uh, at a quick pace. So um, I think Baltimore eats him up, eats up this offense. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, you know, Green Bay, their secondary is terrible. And so I actually think that, um, the passing gap, you know, I, I'm a little wacko for Flacco, to be honest with you. Um, I think, you know, uh, the tight end, I think Macklin, um, I think they can all get busy in this game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So Baltimore isn't very efficient with a lot of their passing production this year. Like We've known that. But they are coming off of the bye, so yeah, they had an you. extra week to <laughs> game plan and fix any issues. Macklin should draw Demarius Randall, which, according to uh, PFF, is a fantastic matchup. And in terms of at, like allowing average yards per target, Green Bay ranks 29th out of you know 32 NFL teams. So I definitely yeah, think Macklin. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, I, I definitely think Macklin can 
uh, do well in this matchup. I I want. I think to Wallace. S- I like Wallace too. I think Wallace can get busy too. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, yeah as a home run deep threat kind of option. Yeah. I want to wait a week before okay. we start talking about Danny Woodhead back in this offense because I agree. some reports have been, you know, we're still going to be featuring Alex Collins, but obviously Danny right. Woodhead is just more talented than Collins. Right. I want to wait to see how this backfield shapes up. I agree. So moving on to Detroit and Chicago. So. Yeah, you just you just wham bam thinking them, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't you don't you don't mess around. Nah, we're, yeah, no, <laughs> you should see me. You should see me on the other podcast. I we we I don't know. That's a mess. But now nah, we're yeah we're just getting to it, man. We're just getting to it. Um, oh, you just want to get to the to the main. Oh yeah, thing. I see. Oh okay, yeah, I got you. Oh yeah. So so Detroit and Chicago. Detroit's okay. favorite in this game. Pretty average Vegas total at 41. Yeah. I'm not really interested in a lot of options for this game, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So Chicago was great defense, especially versus the pass, um, because of that offensive line and how impressive they have been. Detroit, on the other side of the ball, is (coughs) kind of of average versus the pass, and – better than average against the rush. Um, I, I'm i not really interested in any of the running backs on Detroit. I guess you can start Matthew Stafford, but it's not the greatest matchup. When we talk about Jordan Howard, I understand the volume is always there, but I... And it didn't work out last week, but moving forward, I think Jordan Howard is the most productive when it's a favorable game script and Chicago will be in the lead a lot of the game. And I don't know if that's going to happen here. Now, it is kind of windy in this matchup and cold, so that could affect the passing, but I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's too windy. Like you know, we'll we'll talk about Jacksonville, Cleveland, but it's not too windy to where this should really affect the game plan. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, you know, I actually <laughs> I kind of like the Jordan Howard uh, Bears D stack uh, DFS. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely that's definitely in play. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously. Um, running backs a little a little wonky, you know, this week, and the Bears is pretty cheap. And, you know, like when I just kind of dug into this game a little bit, um, you know, obviously the weather, like that was the, the first thing that stood out to me. But if you look at like this history of these teams, um, you know, I, I, I have a tremendous respect for Vic, Vic Fangio as a defensive corner. Like I think he's, he's really good. And, you know, he... I mean, these two teams know each other very well. So, like, if you just go to last year, um, the first game, uh, Detroit lost uh, 17-14. Stafford was 23-36, 2 INTs. And then in the rematch, they won, but it was only 2017. Uh, he threw 223 touchdown and another two picks. So, you know, like, they, they know Stafford. Like, they know how to defend this offense um you know it is pretty one-dimensional like you said like you're staying away from the detroit running backs i mean you know they may try to get abdullah into the mix but um you know the thing is is you know they know this 
you know, they know this offense really well. So uh, couple that with the weather um, and the fact that I do believe that they will have success uh, running the ball. And, you know, as long as they don't need to, you know, the turtle doesn't need to stick his head out of the shell, like they're just going to keep feeding them and feeding them. And, um, you know, I know earlier in the year, like even when they were down by like three scores, they were still feeding Howard. So um, I don't see this game getting away from them. I, I do think the D will, will play pretty well. And, you know, I think Jordan Howard's going to eat. Um, I, I haven't pulled up his logs, but I mean, I remember there were like a few games where he just went bananas, right? Like, yeah, so like touchdowns, like almost 200 yards. Was that last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Um, well, so, yeah, it yeah. was. He, he definitely was productive. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago. In terms of recency bias for Daily Fantasy, I can definitely see that being a factor because Howard stuck sure. it up Everyone, against yeah. Green Bay, and I think for people sure. are, might be hesitant to start him, but you you make a good point about Howard and Stafford versus this uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah. So, moving on to a game that, you know, fantasy goodness all around, Kansas City and New York. Uh, the Giants. Um, okay. Kansas City is a huge favorite uh, on the road. Uh, 10.5 point favorite. 46 total. The Giants will be without... So they'll be missing a left guard, Justin Pugh. Uh, one of their middle linebackers, B.J. Goodson. And they're going to be without two defensive linemen. If this isn't the game where Kareem Hunt goes ballistic... I have lost all faith in humanity um, for fantasy football. <laughs> he's the absolute, just, he's the GOAT play this week at running back. So New York ranks 30, uh, 27th in uh, against the run and 29th in explosive uh, rush. The, the, if, you, if you look at where Kansas City is most effective running the ball behind different members of their offensive line, it matches up with New York and where their defensive line gives up the most production. Okay. And the, I think their best uh, their best defensive tackle, Damon Harrison, might not play either. Yeah. So that just yeah, goes into yeah, your one of the <laughs> one of the linemen. As a ten and a half point favorite, the it, this is a perfect game script for Kareem Hunt. I understand and I'm hoping that people will be kind of off of him in a lot of ways because they look at his game score and they're like, okay, he hasn't really scored since like what week two, week one. He, he's he. I, I feel like people look at him and say, you know, this isn't the same RB one. But Andy Reid is automatic after the bye. They're coming off yeah. the bye. They're playing like the the worst team in the NFL in terms of on the field and off the field with everything that's going on in that locker room. Right. It's, a, it's a great matchup for Hunt. It's a fantastic matchup for Kelsey against a Giants defense that made, you know, Selleck last week look like yeah. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a fantastic play again just against the secondary. And Alex Smith, of course, should be in play. I like Evan Ingram because, again, the Chiefs are not really good against the against tight ends. And when you look on FanDuel, for those that are interested in, in DFS, so Travis Kelsey is 7.5K, and I think for a lot of people that he's the mega chalk play, I think it should be him and Vernon Davis are like just going to be chalky. Yeah. 
Okay. So for only $100 less is Evan Ingram. It's a really good matchup for Ingram, and obviously, you know, Kelsey's in the better spot. But I think people will look at this and say, okay, well, just for $100 more, I can upgrade to Kelsey, so who wouldn't do that? So I think that should suppress a lot of ownership for Ingram, but I think it's an equally good matchup. So what about what about Gronk? You're forgetting Gronk. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I, Gronk should also just, be. Yeah, you're just waiting for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I got yeah. you. I got you. And then you know, I'm always of the belief that if it's a good matchup, the offense should produce. But and while it's a good <clears> matchup for New York on paper against Kansas City, the only person I can really trust is Sterling Shepard. I can't trust Eli. I can't trust Orleans Darkwa. This team is just such a mess. Um, what What do you think about this game? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I, I pretty much agree with you. Um, I think the only thing, well, you did address the weather, right? There, like there might be like high winds in this is, game. Is there going to be a lot of? Uh, there, there may be. I mean, I see it right now. It's like seventeen miles. You know, maybe twenty. Um, but not, you know, it's still not too it's, bad. Yeah, it's still early. I mean, I think like sure. some of the articles I've read in, in the past, like they say like like around twenty miles, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I, it, it, you know, it's out there. It's definitely something that could affect this game, but, um, you know, Andy Reid off the buy 16 and two or some, something ridiculous like that. Uh, and I, I do like your, uh, Kareem Hunt take. I do think that, uh, he may get a little bit, um, overlooked here just because, you know, the game script hasn't really been favorable, favorable for him the last few weeks. Charkhanic West has been siphoning up. Uh, some usage there, um, but I don't know. Just because <clears throat> you know the running back landscape, and you know this week is kind of murky, right? So you know, part of me can also see be like, oh well, you know these guys are ten point favorites, and you read off the buy, blah blah blah, right? Like, so I'm not exactly sure how, like in terms of you know chalk, like how chalky he will be. Um, I could you know I could see both sides. I, I could probably side towards the. You know him being really chalky, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he could be, but at the yeah. same time, I think, I mean, if we pull it up here on Fanduel, yeah, like okay, I'll go through it. So Fournette, Cleveland's really so, good at the run. I can and he might not play. even play. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's questionable. Ivory might play right. Gurley, like. Yeah, okay, there's questionable, yeah. right? Then there's Hunt, sure. Ezekiel's out. Ingram will probably Ingram, of- yeah, because it's Ingram. Uh, I think people are willing to give McCoy a second chance, especially with Peterman. I yeah. think Melvin Gordon could just. I think if we're like looking it. from the from this uh, from the viewpoint of the common fan, I think people will look at what Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara did against Buffalo and be like, okay, well. Gordon's cheap, so let's just lock and load Gordon. I think people are into Howard. Uh, and then in terms of cheap running backs, I, I can't really see a lot of people going cheap. It, maybe Rex Burkhead or Deion Lewis just because that's the game. But Yeah, uh, there's, a lot, there's like Ajayi, you know, he's good. There. I love Ajayi. We'll, we'll get to Ajayi, but I love Ajayi yeah. this week. Yeah, like there are some guys down there, but um, yeah, it, it is a murky murky situation but you know going back to the rest that you're saying um you know obviously if it's high winds that affect kind of Tyreek Hill to some degree um I think Kelsey I mean the Giants have given up a tight you know what is it what, what's the number a touchdown to a tight end like nine straight weeks or is it 10 straight something, something yeah some something like that 
So, you know, the only thing, you know, is in the past, like in Smash Spots, like he has disappointed, like, so like it's out there, <laughs> you know, so like he, he has done that before, but it's, it's really, it'd be really difficult to fade him, you know, in this particular matchup, um, you know, how you were breaking it down in terms of, you know, Ertz, Kelsey Ingram, how they're all just kind of bunched up there. Um, ownership will probably be pretty spread out. You know, I yeah. think all those guys are gonna are gonna collect you know ownership. Um, in in terms of you know the flip side, uh, I do like um, Shepard. You know, he's just getting getting peppered with targets. Um, I do like Ingram too. You know, like the thing about this team, like all right, so like if you think that Casey's gonna put up points, then right, like Eli's gonna have to chuck it around, and you know the target distri- you know distribution on this team is is very binary. Right, it's Ingram Shepard. It's like the Broncos. Like you know, like where the ball is going, right? Sanders and, and Thomas. So from that aspect, like I guess, <clears throat> you know, if you think this game, you know, is going to shoot out, like I guess, pretty easy to stack, right? Um, yeah. I guess Fanduel you can't because there's no utility spot. But you know, DraftKings, you know, you could put you know Ingram in in, in the flex Kelsey at tight end I can see yeah. a lot of people going to tight end just with Kelsey and Gronk and saying we'll punt yeah. wide receiver to like you know Adam Humphreys or uh Devontae Parker or even um even Macklin's pretty cheap so yeah I could yeah, definitely sure. see people going <clears throat> that way um wait, so, do you, okay wait so you think uh Casey blew up they cover yeah I think so okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree with you. So, moving on to uh, Los Angeles and Minnesota. This is an interesting game, right? Because we have two very good offenses going up against two very good defenses. Um, However, they should... Both the Vikings and the Rams will be without one of their safeties. So, just to keep in mind, again... I'm not really interested. Like, I'll just cut to the chase here. I'm not interested in any of these rushing games. I I, I don't have the balls to play Jarek McKinnon. Gurley, I understand the idea. You know, the thinking behind Gurley. If they can't get the passing game going, if you know Xavier Rhodes is shutting down Sammy Watkins or whoever he's covering, I, I'm I'm just not. I would rather go someplace else instead of Gurley. However, you know, obviously in season long, you're not benching him ever. However, I, I'm i not very confident in, in him this week. So Los Angeles does tend to give up a lot of production on deep right passing plays where Adam Thielen should be. And he does have a great individual matchup against, and I, I can guarantee you this is his real name, the yeah, Los Nickel Angeles... Roby. Yeah, Nickel <laughs> Roby Coleman. Yeah. So <laughs> Thielen is of course in play Diggs draws a pretty good matchup so if you need you know wide receiver three you know what the heck flex you know dfs flyer i don't mind Diggs. cooper cup should avoid uh you know um the i'm blanking on his name but you're flipping you're flipping to the rams right now hey you go Minnesota Rams. Are you okay? You want to talk about the Rams passing attacking as well? Yeah, yeah. And okay. for the for the Rams passing attack, right, right, right. I like. Uh, go against Terrence Newman, probably. Yeah, yeah. I so I like Cup against okay. Terrence Newman, right? So because okay. he should he should go away from um, 
the lockdown corner uh, of Minnesota. I'm blanking on his name, but uh, Rhodes. Rhodes. There we go. Um, and then also too, I don't mind the kickers in this matchup because I could totally see a situation where the defenses are good enough to prevent a lot of touchdowns, but the offenses right. are just so highly powered that they at least get the ball into the red zone, and then you have just Zerline and Forbath adding on like five field goals. You know, in addition to a couple touchdowns, and I, I totally see this game getting to forty six, which is the over under set by Vegas. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't really see anything that could get this game to go under. Like, I can totally see this game going over, but okay. I'm not really sure where the production is going to come from. Okay, okay. Um, th- this has been a tough one for me, actually. Um, I, you know, initially. I thought this would be a, a sneaky, you know, snack, uh, a stack spot, just like, you know, full game stack, uh, just because I think it would get overlooked, right? Everyone's on the New Orleans and the uh, Patriots game. Um, but the more I kind of looked into it, i just been, you know, vacillating back and forth. Um, you know, I guess, you know, have to start off with golf, right? Um, if... You know, basically, if the Rams can put up points, then that's going to force Minnesota to to chase. Um, you know, as as good as Goff has been, like, it, it, I mean, you know, what most of his production, Indy, San Francisco, um, Giants, Houston, right? Like, when he played against Jacksonville, Seattle, uh, Washington, like he did not, you know, he did not perform well, right? So. You know, that's definitely a concern. And, you know, something I saw yesterday, actually, I was, I was doing a little something. Like, like his, his numbers are crazy. Like, he's, like, top five in 20-plus yard passes, 40-plus yard passes, like, yards per attempt. Like, he's just, you know, his numbers are ballistic. But in terms of his actual, like, passing attempts, like, he's way down there, right? So, like, it's, it's hard to count on that type of efficiency, right? Like, that's, like, like Drew Brees-esque level. So that that definitely gives me pause. Um, you know, Minnesota has a really good secondary, right? All all across. I mean, I think their weak spot is is Trey Wayne's, but you know he's been getting better. Uh, you know, he gets he still gets picked on, but um, you know he's he's still pretty good. Uh, and you know, I have a lot of respect for for Zimmer, uh, you know, and, and his defenses, and you know, the Rams are coming in, you know, into their house. Uh, in terms of Gurley, um, yeah, it, it's tough to fade him, right? I, I feel like just because his floor is just so, you know, so high, um, you know, the price is, is elevated. So in the context of, you know, this particular week, uh, you know, it may be a prudent fade. But, I mean, if you look at his logs, I mean, <laughs> all right, like, 16, 23, 23, 12. Okay, that one, that a four, right? But then 31, 35, 20. So, like, his floor is just crazy, right? And, you know, the, I mean, they were blowing out teams the last two weeks, right? So, you know, if those games didn't get away, like, those last two games would probably be 30s too, right? Or they could be. Um, so, I, I just, you know, out of all the backs out there, you know, he's the, the safest one. Uh, he has the highest floor. But, you know, obviously, you know, in terms of salary, you would consider costs and things like that. Like that, you know, you definitely have to think about that. Um, on the flip side, I know you and Matt are, you know, feeling truthers. Um, well, I know Matt is. Are you a feeling truther? 
I mean, I, I go back and forth on Diggs versus okay. Thielen. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, they're both awesome. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, I feel like Diggs has the better matchup this week, actually. Um, you know, Tremaine Johnson is the quote-unquote, you know, number one cornerback, but, like, he's been getting kind of toasted. Um, and, you know, Roby Coleman, like, you know, he's actually been grading out pretty well. Like, he's actually been performing pretty well in the field. And, and so that's not to say that Thielen is not going to get his just because, I mean, he's getting peppered with targets, right? So he's going he's gonna to be productive. But if I had to choose, and I guess, you know, you factor in ownership and things like that, recency bias, like I, I'm, I would much rather prefer Diggs in this situation. Um, you know, obviously I love Diggs, you know, but putting that bias aside, you know, I, I do like his matchup better. And I do think that because, you know, Thielen with bonkers, um, you know, everyone's going to go towards there. Uh, but, you know, in terms of, you know, and this is where my, my trouble comes into in terms of, you know, trying to get a gauge on how I feel like this game is going to play out. I, like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I could see it being, you know, like a, a, a slot fest, a slobber knocker game um, where the kickers do play a part into it, um, you know. And if that's the case, then um, I don't think both teams would mind, you know, playing it pretty close to the vest, right? Um so I think I'm kind of leaning towards with you uh, in, in in that sense. But, um, you know, if you do believe the game does shoot out, like uh, it's a very easy game to, to full-on game stack, I think. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of potential in there. Yeah, no, I think you make excellent points there. Um, so moving on to uh, Arizona and Houston. I think this game is very straightforward. I'll just I'll I'll cut to the chase here. Right. The only player I'm really interested in is in for uh is Larry Fitzgerald. He has a great okay. individual matchup against Kareem Jackson. Yeah. However, I'm not really sure how Blaine Gabbert will affect his production, you know, obviously because Stanton is out in this game. Houston ranks sixteenth in pass defense and twenty fourth against explosive passing plays. I think this is a very, just obviously a high floor matchup for Larry Fitzgerald. A whole bunch of targets, a whole bunch of catches. Maybe not the, you know, 100 and something yards and, you know, two touchdown game, but I could definitely see like a, you know, seven to nine catch game for Larry Fitzgerald. Um, anything else sticking out to you in this, uh, in this matchup? Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I 100% agree with you there. Um, I think, you know, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> right? Uh, they're going to pound them. You know, they're just going to feed them. And, uh, you know, you figure their defense, I mean, if they can do it, you know, it's Tom Savage, right? Like, what's Tom Savage going to do? So if the defense does what they're probably supposed to do here, um, Arians, I mean, I could see AP getting close to 30 carries, you know, if he can hold up and then, you know, throw Fitzgerald, you know, nine, ten balls, um, and then, uh, you know, go back to Arizona. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on, uh, on that call. Are you, uh, are you confident in, uh, Blaine Gabbert's ability, uh, come Sunday? No, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, like, he's terrible. He's terrible. Like, he's scared of his own shadow, right? Like, you know, he's, you know, Captain Checkdown, but, um, and, you know, it's kind of makes me want to puke saying this, but, like, there were times, the last time that I actually saw him play, where, like, he would actually stand in strong in the pocket 
and you know know that the hit is coming and, and deliver the ball like and before like he would just crumble right so you know there was progress made there you know I, th- I think the thing for him is that he offers some you know mobility some rushing upside right so you know everybody you know the rich rebar you know konami code and uh you know i've always been a dual quarterback type of guy and you know gabbard has always provided that aspect of it um so you know he can keep the chains moving uh he can do that and and you know like your take on fitzgerald like he's like the perfect guy for you know a captain checkdown right so um you know i actually because i don't think they're gonna have to they're gonna ask him to do much uh like i don't think like i said i don't think savage is gonna you know get busy on this this cardinals d so if, if that's the case then yeah he's a he's a fine game manager yeah no so yeah and last thing i want to say about this game so deandre hopkins should be shadowed by patrick peterson in this matchup for sure so I think a lot of people out there are like, you know, some people are afraid of this matchup and don't want anything to do with it. Some people look at this and say, you know, well, DeAndre Hopkins's floor just in this offense, especially without Will Ful- without Will Fuller, is you know ten to twelve catches per game. I disagree to, in a sense because. And my reasoning for this is I don't want anything to do with D-Hop this week in daily because okay. not only is Patrick Peterson playing really, really well, yeah. Arizona – or I'm sorry, Houston doesn't really have a good enough offensive line to keep uh, you know, Tom Savage clean in this matchup. And also, too, when you go back to the game logs against Cleveland in, like, the first couple of weeks with Deshaun Watson, where D-Hop played against um, Jason McCourty, who is a shutdown corner for the Cleveland Browns, D-Hop only had, like, maybe two two to three catches, and one of those catches completely saved him because it was a five-yard touchdown. touchdown. Two for for 19, yeah. Yeah, two for 19 and a touch. right. I don't think the risk is worth the reward for D-Hop this week in any sort of format. So that that's what I'm going to say about that matchup. Um, moving on to Jacksonville and Cleveland, which is probably the biggest weather game this year. Okay. So far, at least. Um, there's going to be freezing temperatures and lots and lots of wind. So here's what I'm going to say about this game. Right. I'm not really interested in anyone on Cleveland. Well, actually... Let me back up a little bit. So <laughs> Leonard Fournette missed Friday pra- Friday's practice, which is not a good sign, and I, it would shock me if he played. Right. Alan Hearns won't play either. This isn't the worst situation. I know it's really gutsy, but yeah. if at 4K on FanDuel, this is a great spot for the Cleveland Browns defense, and I'll tell you why. So yeah. Cleveland's a Cleveland's – funnel to the pass yeah so they're really good against the run and not so great against the pass however the weather kind of negates all of the passing production because there's going to be a lot of wind gusts and jacksonville will be without alan hearns now some people might look at this and say okay well then you know it's dd westbrook i'm not confident in dd westbrook as of now in like his first, not his first game, but his like you know first couple of games for him yeah. to just absolutely tear this Browns defense apart, and 
you know, some people might look at this and say, okay, well, what about Marquise Lee? Well, Marquise Lee is going to get Jason McCourty. Right. So Jason McCourty shutting down Marquise Lee. D.D. Westbrook's inefficient or, you know, new, you know, rookie. In general, this passing attack is going to be negated by the bad weather. They don't have Leonard Fournette. Okay, so we'll just rely on, you know, Chris Ivory or TJ Yeldon. Yeah, well, Cleveland ranks second in rush efficiency and seventh against explosive running plays. This is a, I think the Browns could get their first win this season against Jacksonville. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities, especially when you consider on the opposite side of the ball, Jacksonville is a reverse funnel defense. So they're really, really great against the pass, not like the pass would be even good in general for the weather, but they're really bad against the run, right? Uh, Jacksonville ranks, again, first in pass efficiency on defense and seventh in explosive passing, but 30th in rush efficiency and 19th in explosive running plays. It's it's risky, but with the weather, with the great matchup, I can see Isaiah Crowell doing well. I can see Duke Johnson doing well. I actually really like the Browns' defense this week, and maybe like 0.5% ownership. Uh, yeah, no, I looked at them myself as well. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, well, look at you. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I mean, Blake Bortles. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely, that's, right? I mean, that's pretty much all you know, but... You know, I, I like how you went next level on that. Like that was, you know, well done. Like, you know, that was good stuff. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like being serious. Like that was a good breakdown. Um, I think, I think the only thing um, is, you know, the Jacksonville run defense. Um, they were bad. Like, like those that, like the numbers now are kind of skewed because most of that was from early in the season. Um, they've kind of shored up their run D now. I mean, the last. Three games, uh, 87, 29, 96. was a 142 in there, but then a 70. Uh, and then, you know, before that, that's when they were getting gashed. So, um, you know, I definitely think, you know, it's more difficult to run on them. Um, in terms of the Browns winning, it, no, it's definitely possible because Blake Portals, right? Like that's, you know, but that defense is just so good. Um you know, they travel, and, I mean, you know, it, I guess, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't dismiss it. Um, I wouldn't bet that way, but um, I definitely, you know, think it's, it, it's a possibility. No, it is. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. I'm not sure about, you know, just straight-up picks or if you're betting the over or under. I definitely think Cleveland can cover a seven-and-a-half spread. Um. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, I see it at nine at some places right now. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I so, think I mean, even you, better you for nine. Pound. Yeah, you should pound the nine. Right oh, now. yeah. If you oh. can find an area that gives you a nine spread, oh, that's... I see it. It's at five dimes. Yeah, five dimes right now. Bovada's at eight and a half. Um, eight, yeah, wait, no, I Bovada's think, eight and a half? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, what you say makes sense, right? So if that's like what you're thinking is, then yeah, that's an automatic, you know, that's an automatic fade, right? Like automatic yeah. just pound the under. So sure. Um, I mean, life yeah, no. is too short to bet the under. Oh, but, nice reference there. I like that. But I mean, if if there's any matchup, it's this one. Uh yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing is, uh, um, <laughs> I guess okay. So 
now I'm like basically playing both sides of the Blake Bortles thing. But I guess it's only prudent for me to say that, you know, like, like look at his last like three, four games, right? <laughs> 273, 259, 330, 241. Yeah, he, he certainly uh, right? hasn't been god-awful. <laughs> and, you know, the the one game that actually, like, when I first looked at this game was just because I felt like there were so so many similarities uh, between this matchup and the Baltimore matchup they had earlier in the, in, in the year where he went crazy, right? 244, four touchdowns. I think it was three of them to Mercedes Lewis. Um, and so, like, I remember that game, and so, you know, Cleveland is terrible. Like, Cleveland and Giants are terrible against the tight end. So, uh, yeah, I think Mercedes Lewis is, like, 2,700 or something like that, right? So, like, I was kind of looking at that, and everything kind of sets up that way, right? But it, it, it's tough, right, it's just because he doesn't get the targets. And, you know, like you said, now, like, the wind aspect of it. Um, but so I've kind of come off that, but... It's there. It's there in the back of my mind, right? So, like, it's only, you know, we still got another day, day and a half, you know, to, like, tinker with things, right? So, um, I'll probably be thinking about that as well. But, um, you know, maybe I'll just, like, maybe I'll just hedge, right? I'll just pound the under. I'll go to five dimes right now, pound the under, and then make a lineup with uh, a full portal stack to Mercedes Lewis. Uh, yeah, that, that, that definitely, uh, definitely isn't <laughs> a bad idea. So, Moving on to the uh, Washington and New Orleans game, I'll make this quick. I don't want any part of the Washington offense because as of now, they could be without Jordan Reed, Terrell Pryor, not that Pryor would make a difference, and they could be without four of their offensive linemen. I don't want anything to do with this Washington rushing attack or passing attack. I feel like a lot of people don't give enough credit to how important an offensive line is in the NFL. Like that sounds like a like a stupid take, but everywhere that, that I go, it seems like people are interested in talking about Chris Thompson and uh Samaje Pirine this week. If they don't have their offensive line, no. <laughs> My answer to that is just no. Um so it's a good matchup for New Orleans offensively, and you're obviously starting Michael Thomas and Drew Brees in season long. When we talk about daily, I'm hesitant to actually plug in any of this passing attack because while, again, while it is a good matchup, they're just so run-heavy, and it's a really good matchup for the running backs, especially, I believe, you know, if you were to, you know, gun to my head – you know Ingram versus Kamara. I'll I'll take Kamara. Um, okay, why? Because the uh, targets or he's so cheaper? it's because of that. It's because he's cheaper. Yeah. It, it's yeah. also because of I think it's a good game script because if this total was lower, I'd be more interested in Ingram. But because it is that fifty-one spot, uh-huh. I think this could turn into attract me and I think Kamara benefits from that. I also think because Washington's very susceptible to pass catching running backs, which Kamara is and Ingram, you know, is obviously the traditional back. Okay. Okay. Um okay, so what if the offensive linemen for Washington like they're questionable right now. What if they end up playing? Then like how does that change everything for you? If they're playing I think Vernon Davis, just based off of volume, because Reed isn't there, I don't mind him. Okay. I 
I guess you can if the if those guys because they were it's not like they were just questionable they were all limited this entire week in practice. Um, yeah. So if they all go, I think you can take a shot with Chris Thompson and Samaje Piran. I think there are better spots elsewhere. Okay. But I think it's definitely reasonable. And obviously, you're starting Kirk Cousins in season long. Like that's not a question. And you're starting some of these guys in season long. But in right. daily, I'm not really interested in Kirk Cousins this week. Okay. No, that's fair points. Um, I'm with you on offensive line. You know, it's it's the game is the trenches, right? I mean, look at and there's just so many examples out there. Uh, you know, Seattle is probably you know the best example. Like if they don't have Russell Wilson, like they they don't win at all, right? Like. Um, you know, you can't block, uh, your offense cannot function. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally with you there. And I do agree. It's, you know, it's an underrated, undervalued portion of the game. Um, I actually like, uh, I like Jamison Crowder a lot this game. Um, and I, and I like Vernon Davis. Uh, you know, I mean, Crowder, granted, you know, the ceiling isn't, like, super high just because, like, touch the you know, there's very little touchdown equity there. But, I mean, 11 targets, 13 targets the last two games. Um, you know, the perimeter against New Orleans is, like, it's almost becoming no-fly zone-esque. Um, you know, Crowley and Lattimore are really good. So, like, you don't even want to go there, right? So uh, just go to the middle. Uh, Crowder Davis and uh, Thompson. You know, I do like Thompson, um, especially because that backfield is now two instead of three. And, you know, if if New Orleans is putting up points, right, they're going to want the pass catching, you know, back in there. And, you know, we saw what he did earlier in this year. So, you know, we know his ceiling. We know what he's capable of doing. Um, but... And I guess that also ties into the offensive line worries or issues because, uh, you know, you're going to have to get the ball quick. You know, Kurt's going to have to – he's not going to be able to go five-step, seven-step drops, you know, survey the field. Like, he's just going to have to, you know, go back, you know, dump it off, check it off, whatever. Uh, and, you know, that kind of ties in with – because, I, you know, I do think that New Orleans is going to score points. Um, my one thing – that I keep trying to question, or maybe I'm just trying like mind fucking myself on this one, is that like, you know, the Saints have obviously like they're replicating their Super Bowl run year, right? Like where they were pounding the ball and you know helping their defense out, and Drew Brees is doing it, and you know that took them to the title. Um, but my the thing that I just keep like I can't get out of my head is that um, like at some point, right, like the touchdown regression is going to come for Brees, right? Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, Ingram's not going to run three touchdowns, two touchdowns every game. Like, I, I, at yeah. some point, right? At some point, Brees is going to throw, two, you know, three touchdowns. Um, so, I, you know, obviously, it's, like, impossible to ever predict that, right? But, you know, I feel like that, you know, that performance, that kind of game is, is coming soon. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, so... <laughs> Quickly recapping, uh, not recapping, but previewing some of these other games so we can get straight to New England and Oakland uh, before I uh, before we sign off, um, because you know you know 
I'm 12 years old. I got that late. I got that. Uh, I got that bedtime <laughs> coming up. So quickly in the <laughs> in the Buffalo Los Angeles game, I like you know I like Shady. I like Melvin Gordon. <clears throat> I like Hunter Henry. Um, in Cincinnati, Denver, lock in Tyler Croft. Um, Gronk should have done much better against this Denver team. They are terrible against tight ends. I think AJ Green could get shut down, which leads Croft. Um, in the red zone for Philadelphia and Dallas, I love everything Philadelphia, and I'm I'm honestly to the point where I wonder if they go overlooked compared to Kansas City, New York, and this game that we'll preview in a second, New England, Oakland. To the point where, especially because uh, Wentz's price bump, he's now more yeah. expensive than <clears throat> Brady, and I'm yeah. like a big truther of the expensive quarterback theory because I feel like. If you know, because again, if we're looking on FanDuel, Wentz is eighty seven hundred, Brady's eighty six hundred. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr is eight thousand. Alex Smith is seventy nine hundred. I I really do wonder if people are going to be off of Wentz. Wentz has a beautiful matchup. Sean Lee is no longer, you know, is, is not going to play, and the Cowboys are just. They're just not good. Ajayi, or at least not on defense. Ajayi checks all the box for me. I love Jay Ajayi this week. I'm, I'm yeah. really considering a full, as in full, as in a pairing Wentz and Ajayi together. Um, so let's just hop in straight into this New England-Oakland game. <laughs> You're not messing around. You're just like, ah, oh, F this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, so, cool, cool. Go for it. Um. So so let's talk about this. I, I want to hear your thoughts before I before uh, before I give my opinion on this. Okay, um, <laughs> we're gonna get smashed. Uh, yeah, the Raiders. <laughs> are gonna, I mean, the Raiders. They're gonna get smashed. I mean, it's it's it's, it's bad. Uh, it's really bad. I mean, just even without going into like numbers or X's and O's and things like that, like you know, the games in Mexico right altitude is like it's higher than denver right it's like seven thousand feet right um this is kind of this is basically a microcosm of this game right so the raiders had a buy but they decided to to stay in oakland to practice right new england played in denver they played in altitude rather than going back they stayed in Colorado and they practice at an altitude that's similar to where they'll be playing in Mexico. Right. <laughs> like that's like Bill Belichick, right? Like that's just yeah. like, that, you yeah. know, that's like attention to detail. Right. So like that in of itself, just kind of like, you know, that's just a microcosm of the schism between the coaching. Right. And so uh, like I could go on a full on rant here. Right. But <clears throat> You know, like the way I see that playing out is, you know, like basically the Patriots, they're just going to go no huddle um, and they're just going to have these 15, 17, you know, you know, play drives. They're just going to like they, they, it's going to be like practice, like they're just going to run, you know, tire out the defense. Right. Keep the offense, the Oakland offense off the field and you know, like like. Like it, it's gonna be ugly. It really is. And like on defense, like like it really pisses me off. You know, like you know Ken Norm, like he's cool, right? But I mean, it, there's just really no 
like, like no creativity. Like, like once in a while, like I do like, you know, he will scheme up some nice blitzes and things like that. But like more often than not, like he's trying to, like they've been trying to replicate the, the Seattle cover three for like a couple of years now, but like they don't have the personnel to run it. You know, like they don't have the linebackers. Like the Raiders have like probably one of the worst linebacking crews, you know, in, in the game. Like you need the, the Earl Thomas safety that can cover, that can stay in the middle and then can run to the, the sideline, right? And cover it all. Like, you know, take care of the scenes, like do it all. Like they just don't have the personnel. The the cornerbacks are are terrible. Right? And you know, the thing is is you know, adjustments. Like they don't adjust. Like they leave their guys on the island. But I think the most egregious thing for me is like you know, like they have Khalil Mack. And so, you know, the past couple of years, they tried to get a guy on the opposite side of him. You know, Bruce Irvin, you know, he's not really working out. And they tried to get, like, more, like, you know, like, like Philly style, like this quick, quicker, you know, D-lineman to, to kind of help out. But the way that they're trying to do things, and this is a huge generalization because sometimes, you know, they do mix in things here, here and there. But basically, like, their basic philosophy is like, all right, we have this Khalil Mack guy, and he's awesome. So let's just, like, try to let him do his thing, right? But the problem is, is, like, other teams are like, okay, this Camille Mike guy is pretty good, so let's just, you know, put one guy, two, uh, you know, let's put two guys on him, right? And then that happens, and then no one else can do anything, right? But, like, you know, other teams, like, how they'll approach it is, like, you know, totally different. They'll be like, okay, we have this guy, this awesome guy here, so let me scheme it so... You know, let me, like, overload the other side so I force, you know, the protection to slide to the left so I leave my best guy in an advantageous matchup, like, one-on-one or against a tight end or against a block. You know like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, that type of, like, stuff, like, you know, it, it rarely happens. And it's, you know, the, you know, the whole, you know, that cliche, like, trying to fit, um, you know, a round hole into a square, you know, square peg, a square peg into a round hole. You know, that's, like, to me, that's, you know, that's what it is, right? Like, they, they're like, oh, we have this system. We want to run this system. But, you know, like, they don't have the personnel to do it, right? So basically, like, you know, especially because of the altitude and, you know, like I said, like, like okay, so I was just going to read some quotes from, you know, how, how about, like, how the Raiders, you know, feel about practicing, you know, in Oakland or whatever, right? Like, they can point to last season as support for their plan. Right, they ha- they have us here on the bikes with like a little mask over our face that's supposed to kind of simulate how altitude is. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like the stupidest thing I've ever ever heard. Like really? Right? Like while you know, you know, your squad is actually practicing in that environment. They're actually replicating. I, it just boggles my mind. It really does, you know. So, yeah. you know, you know, like for me, I think, yeah, I've been going back and forth on this too, you know, like because just because you know the high over under ownership, you know, game stack, full stack, you know, do I run it back and things like that? Like, you know, I, I think, I, I think you have to stack, you know, the Patriots here. Like they're I, they're just gonna get so many possessions. They're going to run so many plays against a, a super tired defense. Um, and I guess the only question for me is, like, do you run it back with, you know, Raiders? 
And like initially, I was like, yeah, like you just full full on game stack it. But now, like I honestly, like I think the Patriots can get the over all by themselves, right? Like I don't, I'm actually pretty bearish against the Raiders' um, offense, and the reason why is because, um, you know, they, it's going to be tough for them to be in a rhythm. When you know the Patriots' offense, I feel like it's just going to be on the you know on the field most of the time. But I think past that, like you know, the Patriots have been playing better, you know, better past the you know over the past few weeks, right? And that what the main thing is, they've just been basically just going, you know, just man under, right? Cover two, man under, just you know, locking it up and having their two safeties help out over the top. And like Gilmore has been awesome, right? Um, Butler, you know, he got a little bit, you know. Got a little bit toasted the other day, but like he's still, you know, he's decent, right? But okay, so here's my question for you, right? Like, so who does Gilmore like, or who does Belichick gonna try to take out? Is it Cooper or is it Crabtree? And is that gonna does that mean that Gilmore is gonna be on the main guy, and or is it gonna be Butler? I think if I could guess, it's gonna be Cooper. Okay, so then Gilmore, they put Gilmore on him? Yeah. Okay. Either way, I think it's a good matchup for Crabtree. I, it's interesting because I think a lot of people are looking at the Oakland Raiders offense and they're like, okay, you know, Pat's defense sucks. But in recent games, the Pat's defense has been a lot of bend but don't break kind of defense. Right. right. <clears throat> so I, I, I actually think it could be a really good game for Giorgio uh, Tavecchio. It's the thin air of Mexico City. It's the fact that, you know, this defense is really bent but don't break, so I could see a lot of, you know, disappointing red zone possessions that end in field goals. You know, Carr is definitely in play. Brady's definitely in play. play. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a good option. Gronk is obviously the best. Uh, And obviously Gaskowski kicking in a thin air. Um, I think sorry, sorry to cut you off. I th- I actually think uh, Cooks is the best option. Yeah, I think he'll prob- probably be Mega Chalk. Um, you think so? Really? Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely wrong? really. Oh, okay. Well, I think because Kelsey is less than mm, Gronk, that's true. That's and true. in a probably better matchup, so I think people will go towards Kelsey. Um, okay. A lot sense. of people, and so Matt and I were really in on. Rex Burkhead last week. Right. But I don't want to go back to him in this matchup because McDaniels really knows where the weaknesses of opposing defenses are. And he'll, and it really just depends on the defense. I don't think this is a Rex Burkhead game because I think McDaniels knows that the, the way to exploit the Raiders defense is with Gronk and Brandon cooks. If it, if this if this Raiders defense was a funnel defense to the running back and tight end position last week like it was Denver, I'd be more than happy with Rex Burkhead. But I think people are like chasing points in this matchup because they look at last week and they go, Oh, you know, Rex Burkhead still valued. This is gonna be a track meet. This defense stinks. Right. But it's right. it's not about where this defense it's not about if the defense is good or not. It's about where the defense is good and where the defense is bad. And last but, week, they're, they're bad re- everywhere. 
Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I think more so last week, you're not expecting Brandon Cooks to go off against, you know, Aqib Tlaib or, you know, Ward or any of those guys. But this week, I think it's definitely a week where they'll just lob it up to Cooks. And again, it's easier said than done, but I don't – I think the Raiders' defense is more prone to explosive passing plays deep down the field than they are short dump-offs to tight end and running backs like Denver was last week. Right. Well, you know, the the cornerbacks, like the way that they try to do it, like I said, they tried to replicate that Seattle, like, defense, right? Their cover three defense. So they brought in all these big, like, big, strong, tall, like, you know, cornerbacks, right? Like, that's okay, fine. But they get destroyed by the Brandon Cooks type receiver. You know, the Tyree Kill, that the small jittery bug guy, like they cannot hang with him. Like it like when they played KC a few weeks ago, like Hill just straight up just ran right past Emerson, right? Sean Smith, like he sucks. He's the worst. Right? Like so they have guys that like are the smaller guys, like that can are really quick and agile and that have speed, like um yeah, they get toasted. So that cooks like he, you know, yeah, I think you have to lock him in. But back to like your Burkhead thing, like yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, he's cheaper, right? And he's got the recency bias, right? For me, when I thought about him a little bit more, I was like, well, it, it ties into the the altitude and conditioning, right? So, like, the way that I envision it is that they're just gonna run no huddle. Like they're not gonna let uh, Oakland sub in their def- defensive guys, right? So I'm assuming that Dion Lewis is going to be the guy, right? And a lot of times, like Grant, I think Burkhead got some goal line carries too, and he had, I think he outsnapped him, right? But you know, I think what Lewis had more carries, and he was in there on the goal line. So basically, it's like this: like if they start off in in the formation with Cooks, Amendola. Um, Gronk. I, I, I mean, I guess they would go two tight end, right? They probably go two tight end there with Bennett and yeah, then Lewis. Right? Yeah, I think that so, could be an option. So I guess that makes the most sense because if they're gonna go no huddle, it just gives them more options, right? So they do that, like they're just gonna, like I said, like I really believe that they're just gonna run these ten to fifteen play drives, just wear them out, and so like in that in that scenario, it's gonna be hard for like a Burkhead to get subbed in. So, like, if he plays, he's going to have to come in on drives. So, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's two ways to look at that, I guess, now that I think about it, right? Like, if, you know, if they do, like, split it by drives, then Burkhead could be on a drive for 10, you know, 15 straight plays as well, right? Um, I, I guess I didn't really think, you know, think about it when I you know, initially thought of it. But, you know, the way I was, you know, initially viewing everything was that Lewis would probably be the main, the the main guy, the starter, and so like he would be on the field more because there will be less substitutions. I don't know what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I think you can make. I think you made good points. I think there is always the possibility where this game gets out of hand really fast, and they're just going to run the ball with Deion Lewis. But I still would hesitate to go too heavy on the running backs in this game. Okay. Okay, but, so strictly, yeah, 
strictly Cooks and Gronk. Yeah, for you. If, I, if I was going anywhere, it'd be Brady and Cooks. I'd probably pivot off Gronk and how expensive he is with Tyler Croft yeah. or Evan Ingram. Would you go Bennett? Would you go Bennett? I just don't know if the volume is there for Bennett to be really productive. Okay. But, I guess. yeah, and then I like Tavecchio. I don't mind Derek Carr. It's a good matchup for the running backs, but I don't want I don't want base mode, so. What about, okay, so all that stuff we were talking about, like small, shifty, you know, explosive receivers. Uh, Philip Dorsett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, maybe no. that's like a home run. <laughs> that's like a, that's a pretty yeah. big gamble. But, yeah, it, you, yeah you, make, you make a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he'll probably be low. What less than one percent? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. A, you know, oh, he matches up well. He matches up well. With mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then final thing before we go, uh, yeah. this is what I built on Fanduel. So let me know what you think about this lineup. Um, okay. So you got Wentz, Cream Hunt, Jay Ajayi, Larry Fitzgerald, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Croft, Kai Forbath, and the Browns defense. Yeah, I like it. It's solid. Yeah, I like I like it too. Win uh win that million. Oof. Uh yeah, I play I play on my uh my dad's account. He lets me throw out a lineup one lineup a week. So nice. I, I try nice. to do the best I can, you know. Doing research right. for fantasy football for season long. I'm I'm seven and three in my main league, so that's awesome. Um okay. I'm play I'm playing my brother this week who is ten and 0. Um, you know, researching and writing for Rasball definitely beats uh Having to pay attention in physics class, so <laughs> <laughs> on. Uh, on that note, yeah. Stan, where can we uh, where can we find you nowadays besides the basketball site? Where can we uh, where can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at Stan underscore Stan. I'm not a big Twitter guy, to be honest with you. So like, um, you know, just come to the the basketball side. You know, read my stuff. You know, I try to. You know, I, I, I try to emulate the, the great gray, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, like, I, you know, I try to be a funny guy, but, uh, you know, doing that, like, it just makes me really appreciate, you know, the skill uh, that gray does have. Like, like it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Like, he's on that level, you know, so. He is. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Uh, it was, you know, always fun to talk with you. Oh, definitely. Um, I hope uh, your pets don't, don't beat us, beat the Raiders up too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of expecting the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that will do it for us for this special late night podcast, Razblitz podcast. Um, be sure to check us out at football.rasball.com, and we will talk to you guys later. All Peace. right. Thanks for having me, Zach. Later. See you.